Good evening, and welcome to the premiere episode of Terror Radio Podcast, where we explore a variety of classic mystery and horror old-time radio shows. I'm your host, Keith, a.k.a. The Radio Show Geek, and I'm inviting you on an adventure filled with shady characters, sinister plots, supernatural occurrences, and diabolical villains. This is Terror Radio. Our two stories tonight both star actress Agnes Moorhead. Many of you probably know her from her role as Endora from the popular and classic sitcom Bewitched. The first radio drama, Sorry Wrong Number, has been cited as one of the best radio plays of all time. Originally airing on the popular radio program Suspense, it was introduced to the audience on May 25th, 1943. Our second radio play, also starring Miss Moorhead, is entitled The Diary of Sophronia Winters, which also aired on suspense on August 17th, 1944. Truthfully, these are two of my favorite radio programs, and I am very excited to share them with you. So let's get started with Sorry, Wrong Number. of the United Nations. The Special Service Division presents one of America's top spine tinglers, a radio program dedicated to the mysterious, the unusual, and sometimes the supernatural. A program of suspense. I've been dialing Murray Hill 70093 now for the last three quarters of an hour, and the line is always busy. I don't see how it could be busy that long. Will you try it for me, please? I'll be glad to try that number for you. One moment, please. I don't see how it could be busy all this time. It's my husband's office. He's working late tonight, and I'm all alone here in the house. My 
health is very poor, and I've been feeling so nervous all day. Ringing Murray Hill, 70093. Hello? Hello? Uh, hello? Is Mr. Stevenson hello? there? Hello? Hello? Oh, hello, George. Yes, sir. This is George speaking. Hello? Who's this? What number am I calling, please? I'm here with our client now. He says the coast is clear for tonight. Yes, sir. Where are you now? In a phone booth. Hey, don't worry. Everything's okay. Very well. Now, you know the address. At 11 o'clock, the private patrolman goes around to the bar on Second Avenue for a beer. Be sure that all the lights downstairs are on, eh? There should be only one light visible from the street. At 11.15, a train crosses the bridge. It makes a noise in case her window is open and she should scream. Oh, hello. What number is this, please? Okay. I understand. Now, make it quick. As little blood as possible, huh? Our client does not wish to make us suffer long. Would a knife be okay, sir? Yeah, a knife will be okay. And uh, do you remember the other details? Yeah, yeah, I know. Remove the rings and bracelets and the jewelry in the bureau drawer. That's right. Our client wishes it to look like simple robbery. Now don't worry. Everything is going to be okay. All right, then. Be sure to... Oh! Oh! Oh, how awful! How unspeakably awful! Your call, please. Operator, I, I, I've just been cut off. I'm sorry. What number were you calling? Why, it, it was supposed to be Murray Hill 70093, but it wasn't. Some wires must have got crossed. I was cut into a wrong number, and I, I, I've just heard the most dreadful thing. Something about a murder. And, Operator, you'll simply have to retrace that call at once. I beg your pardon. May I help you? Oh, I, I know it was a wrong number, and I had no business listening, but... These two men, they were cold-blooded fiends, and they were going to murder somebody, some poor innocent woman who was all alone in a house near a bridge, and we've got to stop them. We've got to... What number were you calling, please? Well, that doesn't matter. This was a wrong number, and you dialed it for me, and we've got to find out what it was immediately. What number did you call? Oh, why are you so stupid? What time is it? Do you mean to tell me you can't find out what that number was just now? I'll connect you with the chief operator. Oh, I think it's perfectly shameful. Now, look, look, it was obviously a case of some little slip of the finger. I, I told you to try Murray Hill 70093 for me. You dialed it, but your finger must have slipped, and I was connected with some other number. A and I could hear them, but they couldn't hear me. Now, now I simply failed to see why you couldn't make that same mistake again on, on purpose, why you couldn't try to dial Murray Hill 70093 in the same sort of careless way. Murray Hill 70093, I will try to get it for you. Thank you. <sighs> you for once forget what number I'm calling and do something for me? Now, I want to trace that call. It's my civic duty, it's your civic duty to trace that call and apprehend those dangerous killers. And if you won't... I will connect you with the chief operator. Please. Oh. Oh. This is the 
Chief Operator. Oh, uh, Chief Operator, I want to trace a call, a, a telephone call immediately. I don't know where it came from or who was making it, but it's absolutely necessary that it be tracked down because it was about a murder that someone's planning. A, a terrible, cold-blooded murder of a poor, innocent woman. Tonight at 11.15. I see. Well, can you trace it for me? Can you track down those men? I'm not certain. It depends. Depends on what? It depends on whether the call is still going on. If it's a live call, we can trace it on the equipment. If it's been disconnected, we can't. Disconnected? If the parties have stopped talking to each other. Oh, but, but of course they must have stopped talking to each other by now. That was at least five minutes ago, and they didn't sound like the type who would make a long call. Well, I can try tracing it. Well, May I have your name, please? Mrs. Stevenson. Mrs. Elbert Stevenson. Now, but, but listen... And your telephone number, please. Oh, Plaza 42295. But if you go on wasting all this time... Why do you want the call traced, please? Why? Well... Oh, no reason. No reason. I, I mean, I, I merely felt very strongly that something ought to be done about it. These, these men sounded like killers. They're, they're dangerous. They're going to murder this woman at 11.15 tonight, and I thought the police ought to know. Have you reported this to, to the police? Well, no, no, not yet. You want this call check purely as a private individual? Yes, yes, but meanwhile... I'm sorry, Mrs. Stevenson, but I'm afraid we couldn't make this check for you and trace the call just in your say-so as a private individual. Well, I... We'd have to do something more official. Oh, for heaven's sake. You mean to tell me I can't report that there's going to be a murder without getting tied up in all this red tape? Why, it's perfectly idiotic. Well, all right, all right. I'll call the police. Thank you. I'm sure that would be the best way to... Stevenson of 53 North Sutton Place. I'm calling up to report a murder. I, I mean, the murder hasn't been committed yet, but I, I, I just overheard plans for it over the telephone, over a wrong number that the operator gave me. I've been trying to trace down the call myself, but everybody is so stupid, and I, I guess in the end you're the only people who could do anything. Yes, ma'am. Well, it, it, it was a perfectly definite murder. I, I heard their plans distinctly. Uh, uh, two men were talking, and they were going to murder some woman at 11.15 tonight. She lived in a house near a bridge. Are you listening to me? Uh, 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 yes, ma'am. And there was a private patrolman on the street. He was going to go around for a beer on 2nd Avenue, and, and, and there was some third man, a, a client, who was uh, paying to have this poor woman murdered. They were going to take her rings and bracelets and, and, and use a knife. Well, it's, it's unnerved me dreadfully, and I'm not well. I see. And uh, I... When was all this, ma'am? Well, about eight minutes ago. Oh, I... Then you can do something you do understand. Uh, what is your name, ma'am? Uh, Mrs. Stevenson, Mrs. Albert Stevenson. And your address? At 53 North Sutton Place. 53 North Sutton Place. That's near a bridge. The, the Queensboro Bridge, you know. And, 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 and we have a private patrolman on our street. And, and, and 2nd Avenue... And what was the number you were calling? My Hill 70093. But, but that wasn't the number I overheard. I, I mean, Murray Hill 70093 is my husband's office. He's, he's working late tonight, and I was trying to reach him to ask him to come home. I'm an invalid, you know, and uh, it's the maid's night off, and I hate to be alone 
even though he says I'm perfectly safe as long as I have the telephone right beside my bed. Well, we'll look into it, Mrs. Stevenson. And we'll see if we can check it with the telephone company. But the telephone company said they couldn't check the call if the parties had stopped talking. I've already taken care of that. Oh, you have? Yes. And personally, I feel you want to do something far more immediate and drastic than just check the call. What good does checking the call do if they stop talking? By the time you track it down, they'll already have committed the murder. Well, we'll take care of it. Don't you worry. Well, I'd say the whole thing calls for a search, a complete and thorough search of the whole city. Now, I'm very near the bridge, and I'm not far from 2nd Avenue, and I know I'd feel a lot better if, if you sent around a radio car to this neighborhood at once. And what makes you think the murder's going to be committed in your neighborhood, Oh, ma'am? well, I, I don't know. Only the coincidence is so horrible. 2nd Avenue and uh, uh, Patrolman and the bridge. 2nd uh, Avenue is a very long street, ma'am. I know. And you know how many bridges there are in the city of New York alone. Oh. Not to mention Brooklyn, Staten Island, Queens, and the Bronx. I know. How do you know there isn't some little house out on Staten Island on some little 2nd Avenue you've never even heard about? Oh. How do you know they're even talking in, about New York at all? But I heard the call in the New York dialing system. Uh, maybe it was a long-distance call you overheard. Oh. And telephones are funny things. Look, lady, why don't you look at it this way? Supposing you hadn't broken in on that telephone call. Supposing you'd got your husband the way you always do. You wouldn't be upset, would you? No, I suppose not. Only it it, it sounded so inhuman, so cold-blooded. Well, a lot of murders are plotted in this city every day, ma'am. We manage to prevent most all of them, but a clue of this kind is so vague. I... Isn't much more use to it than no clue at all. But surely you... Unless, of course, uh, you have some reason for thinking this call was phony and that somebody may be planning to murder you. Me? Oh, you... Well, no, I hardly think so. Well, I mean, why should anybody? I, I, I'm alone all day and night. I, I see nobody except my maid, Eloise, and, and she's a big girl. She weighs 200 pounds. She's too lazy to bring up my breakfast tray. And the, and the only other person is my husband, Elder. He's crazy about me. He just adores me. Wait, on me hand and foot. It scarcely left my side since I took six. 12 years ago. Well, and there's nothing for you to worry about. But, now, if you'll just leave the rest of this to us, we'll take care of it. But what will you do? It's so late. It's nearly 11 now. We'll take care of it, lady. Well, will you broadcast it all over the city and send out squads and, and, and warn your radio cars to watch out, especially in suspicious neighborhoods like mine? Lady, I said we'd take care of it. I... Just now, I've got a couple of other matters here on my desk that require immediate attention. Oh, good night, ma'am, and thank you. Oh, you, you idiot. Oh. Oh, now, why did I hang up the phone like that? Now we'll think I am a fool. Oh, why doesn't Albert come home? Why doesn't he? Operator, for heaven's sake, will you ring that Murray Hill 70093 number again? I can't think what's keeping him so long. I will try it for you. Well, try, try. So nervous. Why does it take so long? I'm sorry. Murray Hill 70093 is busy. I will call you. I can hear it. You don't have to tell me. I know it's busy. I could only get out of this bed for a little while. If I could, if I could get a breath of fresh air, or just lean out of the window, or, or see the street. Hello, Albert. Hello. 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 
Oh, what's the matter with his phone? Hello, hello. Hello? Hello? Oh, for heaven's sake, who is this? Hello? Hello, hello. matter with this telephone tonight, but it's positively driving me crazy. I've never seen such inefficient, miserable service. Now, 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 look. I'm an invalid, and I'm very nervous, and I'm not supposed to be annoyed. But if this keeps on much longer... What seems to be the trouble, please? Well, everything's wrong. I haven't had one bit of satisfaction out of one call I've made this evening. The whole world could be murdered for all you people care. And now, now, my phone keeps ringing and ringing and ringing and ringing and ringing every five seconds or so, and when I pick it up, there's no one there. I'm sorry. If you will hang up, I will test it for you. I don't want you to test it for me. I want you to put that call through, whatever it is, at, at once. I'm afraid I cannot do that. You can't, and why? Why, may I ask? sit here in my bed suffering every time that phone rings, imagining everything. I will try to check the trouble for check you. Check it, check it. That's all anybody can do. Oh, what's the use of talking to you? You're stupid. Oh, I'll fix her of all the impudence. Oh, how dare she speak to me like that? How dare she speak to me like that? Oh. Young woman, I don't know your name, but there are ways of finding you out. And I'm going to report you to your superiors for the most unpardonable rudeness and insolence that has ever been my privilege. Give me the business office at once. You may dial that number direct. Dial it direct? I'll do no such thing. I don't even know the number. The number is in the directory, or you may secure it by dialing information. Now listen here. You... Oh, what's the use? Oh, for heaven's sake, I'm going out of my mind. Hello? Hello? Stop ringing me, do you hear? Answer me. Who is this? You realize you're driving me crazy? Who's calling me? What are you doing it for? Now stop it, stop it, stop it, I say. Hello? Hello? If you don't stop ringing me, I'm going to call the police, you hear? The police! <laughs> oh, if Albert would only come home. <laughs> oh, let it ring. Let it go on ringing. And I won't answer it. I won't. I won't, even if it goes on ringing all night. I won't answer it. <laughs> now, what's the matter? Why do they stop ringing all of a sudden? What time is it? Oh, where did I put that clock? to 11. Oh, oh, they've decided something. They're sure I'm home. They heard my voice answer them just now. That's why they've been ringing me. Why no one has answered me. Call that operator again. Oh, where is she? Why doesn't she answer? 
answer at once. Give me the police department. I'm sorry. <clears throat> Just a minute. Oh. Oh. I'm not sorry. The line is busy. I will call you. Busy? Busy? But that's impossible. The police department can't be busy. There must be other lines available. The line is busy. Oh. I will try to get them for you later. No, no. I've got to speak to them now or it may be too late. I've got to talk to someone. What number do you wish to speak to? I don't know, but there must be someone to protect people beside the police department. A, a, a detective agency. A, a... Uh, you will find agencies listed in the classified directory. But I don't have a classified directory. I, I, I mean, I'm too nervous to I will collect you with information. Know. Perhaps she will be able to help you. No, no. Oh, you're being spiteful, aren't you? You don't care, do you, what happens to me? I could die and you wouldn't care. <laughs> oh, stop it. Stop it. I can't stand anymore. Hello? What do you want? Stop ringing, will you? Stop it. Hello? Is this badge a 42295? Uh, yes, I'm... I'm sorry. This, yes, this is positive. 42295. This is Western Union. Yeah. I have a telegram here for Mrs. Albert Stevenson. Yeah. Is there anyone there to receive the message? Yes, I'm Mrs. Stevenson. The telegram is as follows. Mrs. Albert Stevenson, 53 North Sutton Place, New York, New York. Darling, terribly sorry. Tried to get you for last hour, but line busy. Oh. Leaving for Boston, 11 oh. p.m. tonight on urgent business. Back tomorrow afternoon. Keep happy. Love. Signed, Albert. Oh, no. Do you wish us to deliver a copy of the message? No. No, thank you. Thank you, madam. Good night. Good night. Oh. Oh. oh, no. No, I don't believe it. He couldn't do it. Not when he knows I'll be all alone. It's some trick. It's some trick. Something. Something is trick. I know. Oh, oh I'm so nervous. Your call, please. Operator, try that Murray Hill 70093 number for me just once more, please. You may dial that number direct. Information. May I help you? I, I, I want the telephone number of Hensley Hospital. Hensley Hospital? Yes. Do 
Do you have the street address? No, no, it's somewhere in the 70s. It's a very small, uh, private and exclusive hospital where I had my appendix out two years ago. Henschley, H-E-N-C-A. Well, will you please hurry and, and uh, please, what is the time? You may find out the time by dialing Meridian 71212. Oh, for heaven's sake, I've no time to be dialing. The number of Henschley Hospital is Butterfield 70105. Butterfield 70105. Yeah. Nurses registry. Who was it you wish to speak to, please? I want the nurses registry at once. I, I, I want a trained nurse. I want to hire immediately for the night. I see. And what is the nature of the case, madam? Nerves. I, I, I'm very nervous. I, I need soothing and, and companionship. You, you see, my husband is away, and I'm. Have also... you been recommended to us by any doctor in particular, madam? No, but I really don't see why all this catechizing is necessary. I, I, I just want a trained nurse. I was a patient in your hospital two years ago, and after all, I, I do expect to pay this person for attending me. Well, we quite understand that, madam, but these are war times, you know. I know that. Registered nurses are very scarce just now, and our superintendent has asked us to send people out only on cases where the physician in charge feels it's absolutely necessary. Well, it is absolutely necessary. I'm a sick woman. I'm I'm very much upset, very I'm alone in this house, and I'm an invalid, and, and, and tonight I overheard a telephone conversation that upset me dreadfully. In fact, if, if someone doesn't come at once, I'm afraid I'll go out of my mind. I see. Well, I'll speak to Miss Phillips as soon as she comes in. And what is your name, ma'am? Miss Phillips? And when do you expect her in? I really couldn't say. She went out to supper at 11 o'clock. 11 o'clock? But it's, it's not 11 o'clock yet. Oh... Oh, my clock has stopped. I thought it was running down. What time is it? Just just 15 minutes past 11. What was that? What was what, ma'am? That, that click just now in my own telephone. As though someone had lifted the receiver off the hook of the extension telephone downstairs. Well, I didn't hear it, madam. Now, about this... But I, I did. There's, there's someone in this house. Someone downstairs in the kitchen. And they're, they're listening to me now. I won't pick it up. I I won't let them hear me. I won't let them hear me. I'll be quiet. I'll be so quiet. And they'll think Oh Oh, but if I don't call someone now, while they're still down here. Wait, there'll be no time. Police 
apartment. One moment, please. I will connect you. I can hear him. Oh, I can hear him. He's coming near Oh, I know it. Hurry. Hurry. Hurry, please. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm I'm sorry. Must have got the wrong number. Police department, Martin speaking. Police department, Martin speaking. Oh, police department. Police department. I'm sorry. Must have got the wrong number. But don't worry. Everything's okay. So closes Sorry, Wrong Number, starring Agnes Moorhead. Tonight's tale of Suspense. Suspense was rebroadcast for you soldiers, sailors, and Marines of the United Nations by the Special Service Division of the War Department of the United States of America. So how was that for a surprise ending? <laughs> uh, Sorry, Wrong Number wound up being so popular that it was reprised seven times and always with Miss Moorhead. The final broadcast was on February 14th, 1960. In 1948, it was also made into a motion picture with um, Barbara Stanwyck as a heroine and Burt Lancaster uh, playing her husband. Again, one of my all-time favorites. Now, next on the roster, The Diary of Sophronia Winters. 
also starring Miss Moorhead. Enjoy. Suspense. This is the man in black, here again to introduce Columbia's program, Suspense. Our stars tonight are Miss Agnes Moorhead and Mr. Ray Collins. You have seen these two expert and resourceful players in Citizen Kane, The Magnificent Amberson, in which Miss Moorhead's performance won her the 1942 Film Critics Award. Mr. Collins will soon be seen in the Metro-Golden-Mayer Technicolor film, Salute to the Marines. Miss Moorhead and Mr. Collins return this evening to their first love, the CBS microphone, to appear in a study in terror by Lucille Fletcher called The Diary of Sophronia Winters. The story told by this diary is tonight's tale of suspense. February 1st, St. Petersburg, Florida. I, Sophronia Winters, have hereby begun this diary because on this date I feel for the first time that I've begun to live. Diaries are no good unless one has thrilling experiences. For 40 years, I've never had what could really be called a thrilling experience. But Papa's death has changed everything. Here I am in beautiful St. Petersburg with everything to start life anew, money in my purse, two suitcases full of new clothes, and a gorgeous new permanent wave. And Florida is really the land of romance. It doesn't matter whether you're 17 or 70. There are parties and dances and bingo games and flirtations for all. My landlady, in fact, tells me that people often become engaged and even married to perfect strangers overnight. I'm still shy, of course, but just the same. It's such fun and so thrilling to think one's fate may be just around the corner. February 3rd. Oh, diary, it is beginning. This morning when I came out of my lodging house to go down to the beach, I noticed a man, a thrilling-looking man, sitting across the street on a bench. It was just as though he were waiting for me, because when I came out, he sort of started up as though he knew me. Of course, I didn't speak first, but I knew the minute I started down the street that he was following me. Well, I got to the beach and sat down with my magazines, and suddenly there he was, strolling toward me with a broad smile. Well... Sitting out here all by your lonesome? Oh. <laughs> yes, yes, I am. Didn't I see you last night over at the Starfish Tea Room? The Starfish Tea Room? Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, yes, I was there yesterday. But it was so crowded, I'm afraid I don't recall. Quite a nice cuisine they've got over there. Uh, mind if I sit down beside you? Oh, not at all. Oh, oh just a minute. Uh, sit on this magazine. The beach is so sandy. Oh, sand doesn't bother me. I'm from <laughs> Maine, you know. We get plenty of sand up there. Do you? You've been down here at St. Pete long? Oh, just three days. Three days? That's a long time. Mm-hmm. It's a wonder I didn't spot you before. Oh, Mr. Pitt. Uh, Johnson's the name, Hiram Johnson. Oh. I come from Green Harbor, Maine. Run a big hotel up there, Summers. Oh. Well, that's my whole history in a nutshell. My name's Sophronia. Sophronia Winters. Sophronia? Uh-huh. Well, you know, that's quite a coincidence. My sister-in-law's name was Sophronia. Oh? Sophronia Johnson. You ever heard of her? She looked quite a bit like you, too. Sophronia Johnson? No, I'm afraid I haven't. Who was she? Someone very famous? <laughs> I'm so ignorant about these things. Oh, that's all right. Say, look at that sun, will you? I'd say it was pretty nearly time for lunch. And diary, darling, he is wonderful. Strong and kind, warm-hearted so generous. 
I don't want to be like the other silly women in this town, but Hiram is different. There's, there's something almost poetic about him, something sad and, and deep. You know, Sophronia, it's kind of mysterious us finding that nine-point starfish on the beach together. My sister-in-law, Sophronia, used to collect nine-point starfishes. And to think your name's Sophronia, and you find a nine-point starfish with me. Well, it kind of draws us together, eh? Huh? What do you think? As though I'd known him all my life. My landlady says it's foolish. But look at Romeo and Juliet. Weren't they foolish? What's the good of waiting, Sophronia? I've got to be back at the hotel in a week. We we may never see each other again. Oh, Hiram, don't say that. I, I couldn't bear it. Then let's do it right away. Tomorrow, there's a parson out on Coral Avenue who'll do the job for us. We can take a nice moonlight drive out to the alligator farm afterward, have a nice shore dinner, then climb on board the orange blossom tomorrow night for Maine. Oh. Just think of Maine. The big dark pine woods, the sand, the bay. The two of us alone together. Two of us alone together. February 7th, on board the Orange Blossom. I was married in a wedding dress of Alice Blue Moire, with a frill of white organdy at the collar and wrists, and a rhinestone belt buckle. Hiram sent me talisman roses. I'm pressing one precious flower between the pages of this diary for luck. Bend in a couple of minutes. Uh, bags heavy? No, not particularly, dearest. Oh, I can't get over that taxi man at the station. Imagine his insolence saying he couldn't drive us over. <laughs> Maybe he didn't have any gas. It's happened sometimes around here. Well, anyway, I'm glad the weather's so mild. Can you imagine what it would be like in a blizzard? There's the place. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. I don't want to look until I put down these bags. <sighs> now, where? There. Through those big pine trees. Oh, Oh, it is big, isn't it? 125 rooms. So many fire escapes and balconies and porches and towers. I uh, I stayed in a hotel like that once years ago with Papa. It was very fashionable then. My grandfather built that place 50 years ago. Hasn't been changed much since. No? Well, of course, you've put in modern plumbing. Not yet. Here we are. Walk in. Oh. What's that? Just a foghorn out in the bay. Fog? We get it almost every night in this kind of weather. What are you locking the gate for? Why not? There's nobody coming in after us. Or going out again for a while. But I, I thought you said the hotel. The hotel is empty. Hiram. What is it now? Hiram, darling, I know it sounds silly, but but let's not go in there tonight. Let's let's wait until morning. Why? Oh, just because it's so dark and empty, there's not a light in the whole place, and no one's expecting us. What do we eat? Where will we sleep? Let's stay in the village just for tonight. I've got things to eat and a place to sleep. Come on. Oh, my arm. Hiram! Hiram! Do you remember my telling you down in Florida about my sister-in-law, Sophronia? Well, that's her over there on the wall. Take a look at her. Hiram, you hurt me. 
Oh. Oh, this glass is very dusty. She must have died many years ago. But her face is sweet, very sweet. And her eyes, it... There's something very sad and wistful about her eyes. She was a murderess. She was hanged in Portland 25 years ago for the murder of my brother Ephraim, here in the lobby of this hotel. She murdered him in cold blood with an axe. That fire axe hanging over there on the wall. It was a summer day. There were guests sitting out on the front porch in the rockers. It was just after lunch. My brother Ephraim was sitting at the desk counting his loose change. My mother was crocheting in that old wicker rocking chair. Sophronia came downstairs... Humming a hymn. Oh, don't, Hiram. Please, please don't tell me anymore. Why not? Well, it makes me nervous to hear it like this in this big shadowy lobby. And and your eyes, Hiram. Your eyes. Hiram, you're acting so strange. Hiram, what's the matter with you, dear? I, I know it was a terrible tragedy, but it happened 25 years ago. Don't touch me, Sophronia. Don't touch you. Do you remember what I said to you in Florida? What did you say? Were you... You said a million sweet and wonderful things to me, Hiram. I said you resembled my dead sister-in-law. Look at her again. Look at her closely. Sophronia. But why? Oh, no, no, I can't. It's too horrible. I can't look at her face with any pleasure now, knowing she was a murderess. You're afraid to look, is that it? No, no, I'm not afraid. Hiram! Hiram, please, my arm! Oh, very well. Hello. Now, stand there quietly, like that. Take off your glasses. Uh, that's all I wanted to see. That's all I wanted. February thirteenth, Green Harbor Hotel, Maine. I can't understand it. I try to fathom it, but my headaches and my heart is heavy. The hotel is deserted. Has been for 25 years. Everything is covered with spiders and cobwebs. Great dining room with its oak woodwork is alive with rats. And a row of broken rocking chairs on the front porch faces emptily out to sea. Does he mean this to be my home? He's downstairs in the shabby parlor... Off the lobby, playing the harmonium. Sophronia. Yes? Yes, Hiram? Sleeping? Uh, no, dear. Why is your door locked? Come out. I want to show you around the place. It's all right, dear. I, I've seen it. I, I've seen just about everything. No, you haven't. You haven't seen the grounds at all. The grounds? But, Hiram, it's after midnight. I want to show you where my sister-in-law, Sophronia, is buried. Well, no. Not tonight, dear. Please, it's so late and I, I have a headache. Open the door, Sophronia. I want you to come now. No, no, I shan't. Oh, go away and let me alone. I won't. I... I won't, I won't. No use carrying on like that. You see, I, I have pass keys to all the doors. Beyond, where those four birches are standing, is where my sister-in-law, Sophronia, was laid away 25 years ago. 
It was the biggest funeral in the neighborhood. Folks crowded outside the gate with a dozens trying to get a look, but we wouldn't let them. Buried her ourselves without a service out here by herself on the grounds. Ephraim was buried in town, but not Sophronia. I had a feeling I'd have to keep an eye on her even then. Keep an eye on her? I knew she was one of those restless sleepers who wouldn't stay quiet in her own grave. I knew before the year was out she'd find some way to start roaming around hunting for mischief again. She was a young she-devil to the core, Sophronia. They could hang her till doomsday. Wouldn't do any good. You mean... You mean the... You think she haunts this hotel? No, no, not this hotel. She never had any use for it, alive or dead. No. She makes for the warmer climates. She was always a cold-blooded little fish, freezing and shivering all the time. It's places like California and Texas and Florida she makes for. Florida? Yes, that's one of her favorite haunts, particularly around St. Pete. She likes the flowers and the sun and the romance. Hiram, I feel cold. Do you mind if I go inside Just now? a minute, just a minute. I, I haven't explained everything. You think I'm crazy, I guess. Crazy. But I'm a lot smarter than some people give me credit for. Because, you see, I have found her now. Three times. You see that grove of birches over there? Under every one of them is a grave. I found her wandering the earth in disguise three times. And I've killed her three times. But it still doesn't do any good. She's still restless. You... You mean you... You've killed... Three different women? So now I keep another open grave to remind her. It's waiting now. Would you like to see it? Sophronia? No, Hiram. No, no, please, I... Are you afraid to see it, Sophronia? No, I... Hiram, you don't mean to say that you think... Just because my name happens to be Sophronia and that, that I look a little like... Think I... what, Sophronia? Nothing. February 14th. My mind is made up. I made a terrible mistake and I must get away from this place. I must get away from Hiram as quickly as I can. <coughs> it should be easy. There's no fog today. If I can only escape from the hotel, I can run and hide in the pine woods. No. No. I shall wait for dusk when he generally sits down in the parlor and plays the harmonium. <coughs> I can hide a little earlier in one of the deserted rooms and, and, and then when his back is toward the lobby, step out the front door. anything outside, did you? Because if you do, you'll have to ask me to get it for you. You see, I always keep the front door locked. Yes, Hiram. Yes, the back door, too. And all the doors leading out into the porches and fire escapes. And a good many of the windows. It makes one feel safe from thieves and peeping toms. Oh, 
You've got a cold. That's too bad. Yes. I must have caught it last night. Outdoors. The damn. You ought to be in bed. A good bed. The only good bed in the house is in my sister-in-law, Sophronia's old room. No, no, Hiram. I'm all right. Is is this a little head cold? Oh, little head colds (laughs) often develop into pneumonia. Why, it's too bad I didn't think of that before. You might have slept in it from the beginning. Here, up these stairs. What's the matter? Are you so weak? No. No, I'm all right. This room is the cleanest in the hotel, too. I've always had a sort of suspicion about it. You see, I've kept everything as it was. What's the matter? Nothing. Nothing. It's just... A... It seems kind of familiar. No, no, no. It, it's just that seeing it so clean, seeing it as though someone were living here, as, as, as though they it only just stepped out for a moment. It's as she left it that afternoon when she walked down to murder my brother. You see her needlework on the table with the needle sticking in it? And her hymn book still open? Mm. She was very fond of singing hymns, Sophronia was. Had a nice voice, too. I used to accompany her. Uh. I'll turn down the bed for you. And you can get undressed while I go and make you some hot tea. No, I don't want any. Here's the closet. You can put on one of Sophronia's dressing gowns. Diary. I'm beside myself. I shall go mad. I shall go mad. Two hours have passed since he locked the door upon me. Night's fallen and I'm alone. Alone in this horrible room with its hideous little mementos of death. I'm sitting here at her little wicker table trying to be calm. Trying to write this. Somehow when one writes about a thing, it, it doesn't appear so real. My hand is just brushed against her needlework. Her hymn book. Where they still lie. Waiting. I can bear having them near me no longer. I must get them out of sight. Anywhere. In that closet. A bureau. Ready for your tea? No. Uh, yes, Hiram. Why aren't you in bed? You take worse colds, you know. I'll get in bed in a minute. Uh, first, I... Oh! Brushing up on your needlework again? My needlework? You've got it in your hand. Have I? Oh, oh yes. Yes, so I have. But I, I wasn't working on it, Hiram. I swear I wasn't. I, I, I've never done a stitch of needlework in my whole life. I don't know one embroidery stitch from another. Now, let me show you. Look, I don't even know how to hold a needle. Get into bed, Sophronia. You're feverish. Before we go on, Hiram, before you go on thinking, I, I, we've got to have an understanding. You've got to let me explain. I, I I was born in 1892 in Kalamazoo, Michigan. My name is Sophronia. That's true, but they name lots of people Sophronia. I, I, I was named for my grandmother. She had just died. No, no, no. You've got to listen to me. I've lived in Kalamazoo all my life. If you'd only just write a letter or send one. Well, I've never heard of Green Harbor in my whole life. I, I never went anywhere. For almost ten years, I stayed home day in and day out nursing Papa. He had, he had a stroke. I wasn't out of the house. It was the red brick house of the Green Shop. February 15th. Now I live only from moment to moment, listening to each creak upon the stairs. 
I've been in bed all day. It's night now. A foghorn has begun to blow again. February 19th. I, I woke up early this morning after a wretched night and, and the date was burning in letters of fire in my brain. If he's planning to kill me, it'll be today. But the hours have been crawling on. It's almost midnight. Oh, why, if he's going to kill me, doesn't he do it at once? Why does he torture me like this? I'd rather be dead than sit here in this room one moment longer. I can't bear it. If he doesn't come in five minutes, I shall force him to come. I shall beat on the door. No. No. Rather let me sit quiet praying that he doesn't come. Oh, I want to live. I want to live. Sophronia. It's come. Sophronia, come downstairs. I want you to sing me a hymn. Sing. Sing he... He never asked me to sing for him before. But she sang. I... I can't sing, dear. I, I told you that long ago. Did you? Well, I've forgotten. And besides, how can I come downstairs when my door's locked? It's unlocked. Try it. Unlocked? Oh, no. How could it be? I never knew it. I never knew it. Coming? He unlocked it. Sometime while I was just sitting. Oh, why didn't I try a few more times? Why did I just sit there assuming? No. No, he's caught me anyway. He'd have known. But I might... Oh, now it's too late. He's going to kill me. Sophronia. Yes, Hiram. I'm coming. Hiram, where are you? In here. In the parlor. What are you doing there, Hiram? Waiting to hear you sing. You're at the harmonium? Yes. All right. I'll sing. I haven't sung in years, but I might as well. I'll sing for you out here in the hall. My voice will carry better. It always did carry better in the hall, didn't it, Sophronia? So you remember that, too. Of course, you know both the front and back doors are locked. Play a few bars, Hiram, dear, to warm me up. Shall I sing, too, Sophronia? Would you like me to sing along with you? If it pleases you, Hiram. Work for the night is coming. Work in the morning sun. Work for the night is coming. 
There's only one more page. Shall, shall I read it to you? Yes. Yes, go ahead. March 22nd. I've been sick, I think, for a very long time. The pages of my diary are blank, but I shall take you out again for a diary today and start you over again. No. No, I shall never look back at the other pages. I shall only write on and on about this beautiful place so that no one reading this diary will ever know that I did it. <laughs> but I did do it, Diary. I was smarter than he. When I opened that door at the head of the stairs and heard the music, when I saw the fire axe still hanging on the wall. <laughs> oh, I was so cautious. So terribly cautious. I tiptoed like a little mouse, even as I sang the hymn into that room where he was playing. But I was clever, so much cleverer than he. I kept on singing. And now I'm free. Free as a bird. I'm free and he shall never catch me now, not this time or ever again, because... Because he's dead. Isn't he, nurse? Nurse, isn't my dear brother-in-law, Hiram... Really, dead? Yes, miss. He's dead. And now I'll thank you to hand me that diary. The doctor doesn't approve of the patient's writing anything. And so closes the diary of Sophronia Winter, starring Agnes Moorhead and Ray Collins. Tonight's tale of... Suspense. And that's our show. I hope you all enjoyed the selections tonight. And I want to thank everyone who took time out of their day to give this new kid on the block a listen. Again, I'm Keith, the radio show geek, signing off for Terra Radio. I look forward to the next episode. Have a great night.